Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. And each and every week we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can always reach us on our toll-free number, 1-800-331-6445, 1-800-331-6445, or you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, without any further delay, would like to introduce to you my friend and special guest today, Jody Jackson. And Jody is a former American Heart Association ambassador and heart attack survivor. She's going to share her story. Uh, well, I'm going to quit talking. Jody, welcome to Senior Care Live. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. All right. All right. And so, uh, we're, I, I wanted to have you on and, and I, I think I, you came in uh, last February, yes. a year ago. So, uh, why are you in in February? I'm in in February because February is American Heart Month. American so Heart Month, yep, that's it's right. American Heart Month. It's the month where the American Heart Association really promotes um, heart disease, heart disease in both men and women. Um, heart disease is the one in four men die from heart disease and uh-huh. one in three women. Oh, so, wow. So um, it's an important month. Well, it's yeah. That's uh, that's an insanely high percentage. It is absolutely <laughs> yeah. a high percentage. Yeah, that that's scary, and I, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into you know why is heart disease so prevalent. Mm-hmm. But before we get into some of the details and statistics and that sort of thing, I also want to talk about signs and symptoms. There's a yep. lot I want to talk about yep. today. But I was wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, if you could share your your personal story, absolutely, um, because this is this is important and it's dramatic and 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 we're all so blessed to 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 that you're still here to right. tell your story <laughs> and that just means that that god's not done with you yet you you That's have exactly more right. work to do i absolutely do <laughs> no i was uh 42 years old um and on my way home from work and i hadn't been feeling all that well that day but on the way home from work i started feeling a toothache um, a which, toothache. A toothache, which I thought was odd. I'd just been to the dentist. I was a little bit mad about that. Well, okay. <laughs> I can't believe I just like got that, a great... <laughs> that dentist now screwed up. Now I've got up. a cavity. Oh, my um, gosh. And as I got on my way home, I was driving home. 
Um, and as I got home, I really wasn't feeling very well at all. I was feeling some, what I thought was indigestion. Um, just, I had a terrible headache. And by that point, I had ser- just searing jaw pain. And so I got in my house and realized, like, I felt I'd like I needed to see a doctor. But I was by myself. Yep. And I felt like I couldn't drive because my head hurt so bad. So I called an ambulance. And when I got there, there was a cardiac team waiting on me. And so what the doctor said to me is, you are having a massive heart attack. Oh, my gosh. And so we're going to the OR. And so we proceeded to the cath lab. And was that a shock to you, by the way? That was a complete shock to me. I was 42. What woman at 42 has a heart attack? So 42, you're coming home from work. You're yeah. tired. You had just been to the to the dentist uh, yeah. uh, previously. So so you, you had a toothache. And Tuesday. you're like, doggone it, the dentist missed something right. or, or the dentist did something to cause yeah. his pain. Yeah. And, and, and then you're feeling like, yeah, I just not feeling quite so good. Some indigestion type of symptoms. Yep. And then that toothache turned into a searing, searing pain, jaw in, pain in your jaw. In my both upper and lower kind jaw. Like my teeth were going to fall out. I mean, it hurt so bad. I had never experienced anything like and, that. And to me, that does not scream heart attack. No, it does not scream heart attack. That combined. And it didn't to you either. It did not to me. I had no idea what was wrong. I really, I had this just massive headache and I thought, well, maybe I'm having a stroke. Maybe I've got a brain aneurysm, but whatever it was, I just had that feeling that I was really sick. And this was real and you need to go. Yes. And so, uh, so, so the ambulance obviously knew something didn't say it to you and they radioed right. ahead. They radioed and then, ahead. Then you've got a cardiac team that said, ma'am, you're having a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just can't imagine my shock. And it turns out what I was having is called the widow maker. So it's a hundred percent occlusion of your LAD. Um, and it can cause, you know, death if you let I, that I've, go. I've heard that term widow yes. maker. That means that that's kind of the big one. And, it and it's, uh, you don't always survive that when it's less like. than 20% of women survive the kind of heart attack. Wow. That I wow. Um, and mostly it's because when they feel the symptoms, they don't know what it is. And maybe they go lay down to see if they're going to feel better. And when they do that, they don't ever wake up. And my cardiologist was very clear with me that night that had I done that, I would not have woken up. Now, how many people would have said, well, you know, it's just, it's the dentist. I'll call the dentist later. I'm right. just going to take a little nap and kind yeah. of sleep it off. And, uh, and, and I'll, I'll feel better later. And if mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'll, I, I might think about and calling the doctor. And women are so bad about that. And I will tell you for a hundred percent sure, I know that had my family been home, I would have said, I'm going to go lay down. Oh, I don't my. feel good. Yeah. But because they weren't home and there was nobody there to say, you know, come check on me in a little bit or whatever, uh-huh. I just felt like I needed to see a doctor. And so, but I do think had my family been home, I probably would have been one of those statistics because I would have just said, I'm not feeling well. I've got to lay down. Um, I think women try and downplay that. So when I'm by myself, I can make the decision that I really do need to go to the hospital and I know I can't drive. So I'm going to call the ambulance. But when I'm with my family, maybe I don't want to seem that sick. And a lot of women suffer from that type of thing and they just go lay down and they don't wake up. Wow. Uh, we're talking with Jody Jackson. She's a former American Heart Association ambassador. She does a lot of presentations. She talks about this a lot. She's very happy to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> to talk to you. So you, you survived a, uh, uh, what you said, uh, one in four, uh, let's see. One in three women die from heart disease. And four out of five do not survive the widowmaker mm-hmm. type of heart attack. Yes. So you are the one out of five that made it. Yes, Um, which is why I like to spend my time coming and educating other women because I didn't know. At 42, I had no idea. I had 
seen, you know, heart association things. And at 42, I can guarantee you that nobody thinks that applies to them. Yeah, that that's for ladies who are older. Yeah. I, I'm 42. It's no big deal. Right. I could hardly believe it. And I felt like I was probably the youngest woman in the world that had ever had a heart attack. Yet when I started volunteering with the Heart Association, I found out that there were many women much younger than me. Um, and a lot of women around my age, I've, I've met a lot of women and it's very, I was surprised at the prevalence of it. Um, as I learned all of the statistics and how often it really does happen to young women. It is not a disease that's just for people that are old, you know, whatever old means to to you. Yeah. Yeah. It does not discriminate. So a, a friend of mine, this was back when I lived in Nashville. I lived in uh, uh-huh. Music City for a couple of, a couple of years, uh, back in the nineties. And, uh, his, his friend called me up. I'm with, uh, I'm with Deb at the hospital. Uh, she had a heart attack. She's, she's about 40 years old. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Yeah. And, uh, and I said, well, what happened? And, and he said, well, good thing she watched Oprah. Yes. She watched Oprah. They had talked about signs and symptoms for women being many times different than yes. signs and symptoms for Absolutely, men. They Not are. that heart attack. Mm-hmm. You grab your chest and you right. fall down, right? Uh, uh, kind of thing. And she noticed uh, a little bit of a kind of, kind of pain in her jaw mm-hmm. and kind of in her neck. And, and she, she, she kind of piped up. She's like, Oh my gosh, Oprah just said that could be a heart attack. Drove herself to the right. hospital was, to get checked out. And they're, and they're like, uh, ma'am, you're having a heart attack. I mean, tr- 40. Yes. Yeah. Well, and both she and I fall into a fortunate category of women where it's recognized because yeah. so many women go to the hospital and it's not recognized. They get sent home because they've had the flu or they've got, they've pulled their back or, you know, they're having acid reflux, um, when all of those are signs and symptoms of a heart attack. And maybe the physician, through no fault of their own, because they weren't educated that well on women and heart disease, because just recently they started educating physicians on that, they see a 38-year-old woman that's got what they think is indigestion, and yeah. so they give them some medicine and they go home. Yeah, go home and then have yep. your heart attack there, and then you're yes. gone, so, or severely damaged. So Yes, and it's really important for women just to learn those signs and symptoms and learn to advocate for themselves when they do go to the hospital. Okay, so so for, for any of my physician friends, do not yell at me, do not send emails <laughs> or curse me. Right. But I have to say, and I've seen this way too often. Yes. Uh, a, a lot of a, a lot of physicians, and especially male physicians, mm-hmm. uh, have told like my own mother. Well, well, that that's that's in your head. That that's that's in your head. Yes. Or they think she's being overly dramatic when she's actually ex- now it wasn't a heart attack, but uh, explaining symptoms, and then right. come to find out when they actually listen and they get to so so they, they were kind of a little bit dismissive with my mom and other women that I know. Yes, and and uh, so so ladies. Stick up for yourself, and if you feel that you're having a heart attack, you need to, if you say the word heart attack in an ER, they're going to go straight into triage, and they're going to get right on it to, to test yeah. you to make sure, uh, to see if you are or not. So, right. And I, you speak know, up for yourself. Yeah, you have to speak up for yourself. If those symptoms are dismissed as acid reflux, or you've pulled your back, or maybe you have the flu or a virus, you know, ask them to run the cardiac enzyme tests that show it's a series of tests over about 12 to 18 hours that shows whether or not your cardiac enzymes are, are elevated. And it's just, it's a blood test. It's a blood test yeah. that they pull or ask to see the cardiolo- cardiologist on call. And if you still don't feel comfortable with what they said, check yourself out and go to a different hospital. Absolutely. Speak up for yourself. It may very well save your life. All right. Uh, let's not forget the senior care live. 
Question of the week. How many women die from heart disease in the United States? Here are your options. A, 1 in 10. B, 1 in 8. C, 1 in 5. And D, 1 in 3. What's your guess? We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy to do. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or just click on the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and boom, you are in. It'll start streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. How many women die from heart disease in the United States? A, 1 in 10. B, 1 in 8. C, 1 in 5. Or D, 1 in 3. And the answer is... D, one in three. And Jody, we, we were talking off mic. You do a lot of presentations. And yes. Talk about the uh, kind of the really vivid demonstration that you do. So the vivid demonstration I like to do when I'm speaking in person is I will have women get to get in groups of three. Yep. And I'll give the statistic that one in three women die from heart disease. And in your group, which one is it going to be? Because Ooh. that is, <laughs> I mean, when you, when you stand with, Myself with two other women, which one of us is it going to be? That's a startling statistic. That and it equals brings out, it home. It does. And it equals out to one woman every 80 seconds in the United States oh dies from my heart disease. Gosh. So one woman every 80 seconds is diagnosed with heart disease no, or dies, dies from heart disease. Dies from heart yes. disease. One every 80, one every 80 seconds. seconds. Oh my gosh. One in three. Now men die at the rate of one in four. Um, but every year since 1984, it has killed more women than men. Wow. Which, and really only. And you know what? For some reason, to me, that doesn't make sense. No. Because I, I, I feel like maybe men don't eat properly or as well. Maybe we smoke more. I don't smoke, but I mean, right. in general, just if you had to kind of generalize, it, to me, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And really, it's been promoted as a man's disease. And people really think of a massive heart attack like what I had as like a Hollywood type of heart attack where you fall to the floor and you clutch your chest and you lose consciousness. I did. I mean, I'm, I actually did. And so to me, it was such a out of body experience to be told I'm having a heart attack because I'm awake. I'm talking to everybody. I'm not clutching my chest. You, you know, have I have a toothache a, and some drop tooth, Yeah, I have a toothache. I got a headache, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. It's nothing like television at all. No, nothing like television. And I think that's where that comes from, the feeling that it really kills more men than women, yeah. when in fact it kills more women than men and has for many, many years. Okay. Uh, what are some of the other signs and symptoms of, of heart disease and, and heart attacks? So um, some are sudden and intense, like mine was, but a lot of them, most of them start slowly. 
um, and they you just have some mild pain or discomfort. And so you can tell kind of by uncomfortable pressure, squeezing or fullness or pain in the center of your chest. Mm-hmm. That is more common to men than women. A lot of women can have a heart attack with no chest pain. Um, is that the elephant sitting on your chest? The elephant sitting on your chest that you, that you hear, hear described. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of fullness, that kind of pressure. Know, a friend of mine, that he described it just like that. Yes. And he felt nauseous. He was cold yep. and clammy. Cold, and, and clammy, And he had nauseous. some of those classic male symptoms. Yes. And then, you know, for women, pain or discomfort in the jaw or neck or stomach mm. is more common. Um, you do get the radiating pain down one or both arms, um, not necessarily one arm over the other. Um, so it's not... You always hear about your left? Your left arm, but yeah. it could be your right? It could be your right arm. Oh, okay. I um, didn't know that. So the symptoms vary. So Anytime I have pain in my left hand, <laughs> left arm, I, I quickly, I'm just, I'm just like, oh, no, yeah. now wait a minute, pay attention to that. And then yes. it kind of goes away. But, yes. But I, I, it, it I catches your attention, thing. right? It does. Yeah. It has, especially now it gets my attention. That's right. That's right. Um, shortness of breath with or without chest pains. Um, and then breaking out in a cold sweat, nausea, or lightheadedness. But you can see with that wide range of symptoms how it could be easily mistaken for something else. Well, and, you know, my own wife, who's a registered nurse, she was talking about, you know, some symptoms and some, you know, indigestion type symptoms. And she said, I'm just not quite feeling right. And it's, it's kind of starting to scare me a little bit. And I said, well, let's go. Let's not mess around with this. Uh, I don't care if it's something just super minor or nothing. Let's go. And we went to the ER. We told them and boom, they had her back there and hooked up. Absolutely. Very quickly. Emergency rooms are really getting better about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and and we sat there and uh, I forget. Is it an EEG where it shows you a little EKG, moving? Yeah. Uh, it shows you a little yeah. valve moving up and down. So weird. I was watching my wife's heart valve like open oh, and yeah. shut. That was that was bizarre. But anyway, but she, it turns out she was fine. But we just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I've done my job as somebody that is a survivor and goes out and educates. If I get a Facebook message or an email or a text message from one of my friends saying hey, it didn't turn out to be anything, but I was having some chest pain and I was laying in bed in the middle of the night and all I could think about was you, so I got up and went to the hospital. Yeah. That's my goal. It's to be that voice in the back of people's heads that says, go get that checked out. When I, I even told my wife, I said, I said, if we called my friend Jody Jackson right now, she would say, get your rear end to the, to the <laughs> Absolutely, ER. Absolutely, I would. And, and, and we did. We, and, and we didn't bother you calling you. We didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. we, we just we just went all down. Yep. But, I mean, you did come to mind, honestly. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's, that's, if I can be that voice in the back of everybody's head, then I will have had my reason to have survived mine. So how do you prevent a heart attack or heart disease? So you need to know your numbers. You need to know your cholesterol. You need to know your blood pressure. You need to know your blood sugar. People with diabetes and high blood sugar tend to run a higher risk of having heart disease. um, And it definitely is a complicating factor in heart disease. So you need to know all those numbers. And to know those numbers, you need to be going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. You need to know your BMI. You need to know all of these numbers about yourself and those you get with your doctor. And so people that don't ever go to the doctor and, you know, my husband is one of them, yeah, you yeah. know, they they can't keep as close a track on their numbers. But those are vital, especially if you have a history of heart disease in your family. Mm, yeah. And, and so... um 
My cholesterol is hereditarily high, so yes. I'm, I've been on a cholesterol medication mm-hmm. for uh, quite some time, and it controls it very well right. uh, without any side effects yep. to the liver or anything like that. And then, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, my my blood pressure started kind of creeping up mm-hmm. a little bit. I'd never had blood pressure issues. Right. I guess I don't know if it's age or what, but uh, so I'm on a super little bitty minimum four dollar a month dose, uh, right. and it's just perfect. It's just perfect, right? Yes. So so if you, I, I've kind of harped on this before. Before, when I when I talked about some some heart uh, statistics and stroke statistics, right. a four dollar generic medication mm-hmm. could save your life. What are you thinking if you're not going to the doctor? Exactly, and so I mean that's just super important. You just don't know. And I actually had just been to the doctor, you know, and all of my numbers were great. But you never know. You never know. I suffered a break of like a 10% buildup of plaque, which clogged my artery. That did it. Yeah, That did it. Um, but, you know, definitely those numbers play in so much, and you just do not know. Okay. And then uh, really quick, we only have about a minute, but some local resources uh, that our listeners can reach out to if they want more information. Right. So you can contact the American Heart Association. You can find them online at heart.org. Okay. Um, you, can lo- you can reach out to St. Luke's Medical Center. They have a great heart program, as does KU Med. Okay, and uh, we have a local chapter for the American Heart Association. It's here in Kansas City. I think it's in Overland Park, isn't it? It is in Overland Park. Yeah, it's uh, 913-652-1913. It's the American Heart Association, the Kansas City chapter, 913-652-1913. You can also go online at heart.org. So, uh, all right. So, Jody, thanks so much thanks for having <laughs> for, me. For I coming appreciate in again. it. And uh, in February is uh, American Heart Month, so we just uh, appreciate you coming in. You're wearing yes. a, a beautiful red, red. Uh, <laughs> uh, outfit there. So, uh, go red for women, right? Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. All right, you're you're welcome. And for our listeners, stay tuned. We'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we may help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with family or friends or uh, maybe someone at work, or maybe you just want to go back and hear it again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. They're in chronological order, so just choose the one that you're interested in. Uh, just click on the play button, give it a few seconds to connect, and again, it'll start streaming to your electronic device. Lots of people listen to the podcast of this program. All right, just want to say uh, thanks again to my friend and special guest today, Jody Jackson. She is amazing. She tells her story with enthusiasm, and she spends – I'm connected with her socially, and she's constantly talking about heart issues, signs and symptoms, how to recognize 
heart issues, what to do about it, um, and, and all of those sort of things. And, and this month is American Heart, uh, or, uh, Heart Awareness Month, I believe. Heart, Heart Awareness Month. Uh, American Heart Association is a, uh, uh, a, a large, uh, uh provider of information and, and resources out there at heart.org. You could also contact St. Luke's or KU. Lots of, just tons and tons of information. But, you know, she, she survived the big one. The, uh, the Widowmaker. So only one in five survived that, and she's a survivor. So she has really dedicated her life to, to informing other women and, and, and everyone, but particularly women, because many times the signs and symptoms are very different than men's signs and symptoms, and they're unrecognizable. And if you just kind of, uh, you just kind of don't pay too much attention, maybe take a nap, um, hoping it'll go away. I'll just kind of sleep it off. A little indigestion. Don't feel well. You may not wake up, wake up for that one. So, uh, so uh, again, thanks to Jody Jackson for sharing her story and statistics and all the information, uh, on this American Heart Month, the month of February. All right. Uh, one last call for mustache month. <laughs> I mentioned last week when I could hardly talk with my cold, I feel and sound so much better this week, <laughs> but, um, and I felt pretty good last week, but I felt, I feel really good today and, and, and I, I feel normal. So full of energy and all of that sort of stuff. So, uh, um, our friends at Kansas city hospice and palliative care, uh, have a special pediatric program, which I, I cannot even imagine. It's called the Carousel Pediatric Care Program, and it's hospice care for children. Again, can't even imagine. So uh, what you need to know about Kansas City Hospice, this is just a wonderful organization, Kansas City's original hospice provider. They're a nonprofit organization, been around forever, and uh, and, and they do business the right way. And, and part of that, serving our community, is to provide charitable care. They, they You may not know this, they provide well over a half a million dollars of charitable care every year. So I got to thinking about this. You know, many, many of their patients uh, are older and they have Medicare and this is a Medicare covered benefit. But what if, what if you're a young family and you have a child and they have a terminal illness and you need a pediatric hospice care? A lot of those folks may not have insurance or the insurance may not pay for all of the service. And so this is where a lot of that charitable care is going to go. And so uh, I ponied up. You could check out my mustache online. <laughs> it's uh, seniorcarelive.com. I've got a, I've got it posted right there. I've got a, uh, uh, the first of the month and then I got a 15th of the month and I've got a big old Tom Selleck uh, uh, mustache coming in. <laughs> so uh, not sure if I'm going to keep it after the end of the month, but uh, I've had a lot of fun. And the whole thing is, you know, watch Track the progress of the mustache, and you can donate funds uh, on my page. I've got to click here if you'd like to donate uh, a little bit towards my goal of raising $500 for this carousel pediatric care, a hospice care program through Kansas City Hospice. Feel free to check it out and, and click, and you can just donate right there online. Super easy to do. It would be my honor if you would do that. We're going to try to hit the goal of uh, $500 by the end of the month. All right.
right. So last week, I started talking quite a bit about Medicaid, and uh, and I started getting into uh, a, a lot of the, the breakdown on Medicaid and how it works. There are a few things that I really wanted to get to. I just didn't have time, so I promised to circle back and finish that up this week. So let's go ahead and jump into that. So just as a quick review from last week, uh, Medicaid, I like to call Medicaid that kind of that safety net that says uh, if if you outlive your assets and you need care at the long-term care level, otherwise known as a nursing home, if, if you need that type of care and you outlive your assets and you, and you don't have the ability to pay for that care, which is really expensive, 6000 to $6,500 is kind of right down the middle average here in, uh, in the listening area for a, uh, for a semi-private room in a, in a nursing home. And that's what Medicaid will pay for. Uh, what if your income is $1,500 and you, and you're, you're $5,000 short? Well, Medicaid pays that difference if you qualify. And so, uh, if you recall, there's, it's a simple asset test. You have to separate your assets into exempt assets, which is your house for now, your car, a prepaid funeral plan, a small amount of life insurance, and all the stuff in your house. And then your countable assets, just about everything else, just think liquid assets, checking savings, money market, mutual fund CDs, 401ks, IRAs. Uh, there there are some exemptions uh, for retirement accounts in the state of Kansas, not in Missouri. I'm not going to get that much into the weeds today, but just generally speaking, your countable assets would be your liquid assets. And then what you do is then you have a spend down, and this is review from last week, but it's always good to go over these things again because it is confusing. You would spend down those assets. Let's say if you're a single person, you have, let's say, $50,000 of countable assets, liquid assets, right? You would spend those assets down to $3,000 in Missouri, $2,000 in Kansas, and once you hit that number, then boom, you are in. And, uh, and that is, uh, that, that's it. It's, it's pretty black and white, pretty cut and dry. Okay. And then re- if you recall, I talked about, you know, what if you are a couple? And what if, uh, you're a couple and, and, uh, you have one spouse who's still independent living at home? We would call that person the community spouse. And then the other spouse who is, who is ill, has some health issues, needs the nursing home care. We would call that spouse. I, I don't, I really detest this name, uh, but they, the, the state would call that the institutionalized spouse, uh, needing that nursing home level of care. Well, uh, uh, you have to divide your assets or you don't have to, but you should do a division of assets to protect as much of the asset base as possible for the community spouse still living at home. Now, a long time ago, couples would actually get a divorce, which I, you know, my grandparents never would have done that. They're married for 70 years. And they would have said, hey, we're not getting a divorce, so we'll just have to figure it out. But divorce is not an option. Uh, so fortunately, the law now says that you don't have to get a divorce to split your assets. You can split them on paper. So thank goodness uh, for Congress passing this law. <laughs> and so it's the division of assets. So let's say that you have, uh, I'm just making up a number here, $200,000 between the couple of, of liquid assets. So you put a hundred on, on the institutionalized spouse's side of the ledger. You put a hundred on the community spouse's side of the ledger. And then 
the institutionalized spouse, that hundred would be spent down to either two or three thousand and qualify for the uh, uh, the nursing home coverage uh, being covered mainly by Medicaid. So what can you use that spend down on? Well, you can obviously pay for your care at the nursing home. So obviously you do that because, and again, that's about $6,000, $6,500 a month. You can also pay off debt. And that's uh, there's some huge opportunities here to really save the at-home or that community spouse, save them uh, a, a lot of financial uh, pain here. So let's say between the two of them they have, I'll just make up a, a number of $10,000 in some credit card debt or some small, you know, small loans. Well, you take that $10,000 off of this, off of this, out of the spend down and you pay off the debt. So, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, the, the at home or the community spouse just lost half of their assets. So you need to be looking for opportunities to set that person up in as solid a financial condition as possible. Uh, some other things, uh, that you can use for the spend down, you can do some home repairs or home modifications. Uh, you can repair the roof or, you know, replace the roof at $10,000 or replace the HVAC for, you know, six to $8,000. Uh, uh, you know, replace the carpet or do, do whatever you need to do to, uh, make that house solid. Uh, and, and in good shape so that she doesn't have, he or she, the community spouse, doesn't have to spend, you know, assets that they just got cut in half. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to do that. The other big, big opportunity here, uh, for that spend down, you want to buy a prepaid funeral plan because you're taking a countable asset that you have to spend cash and you can buy a prepaid funeral plan, and then you're turning that into an exempt asset. And if you don't do that, then if the if the institutionalized spouse is down to two or three thousand, the community spouse has only half the assets, and then the person passes away, you're going to have to pay eight or ten thousand dollars for a funeral with half of the assets that you have. So I always recommend taking part of that spend down and buying a prepaid funeral plan. I'm going to talk about something that's going to that's that's going to really get your attention right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free one eight hundred three three one six four four five. Operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program, and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. All right. So uh, last week, I, I kind of mentioned it at the end on this whole topic of Medicaid. And so if what if you've made a gift? Okay, well, what does that mean and why is that important? Okay, well, here's why it's important. Medicaid used to have a three-year look-back 
And uh, as of February the 8th of 2006, uh, there was something passed called the Deficit Reduction Act uh, that took the three-year look back and extended it to five years. And what they're doing, they want to make sure that someone didn't give away $10 million so that they can all of a sudden qualify for Medicaid. All right. So, and, and believe it or not, a lot of people actually think about doing that. That is completely insane. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what if you have an opportunity to, you know, may possibly protect some assets again for, for that at home or, or community spouse, which would be really important to do that. Uh, and you don't have millions of dollars. So you're not trying to, to cheat the system or anything like that. Well, there may be opportunities for some asset protection strategies. But what if you didn't know anything about all of any of this and you made what is literally considered a gift by Medicaid? You wrote a check for uh, uh, your grandchild's uh, you know, first semester in college or or a, a gift could be selling an asset for below market value. Uh, lots of different examples. It doesn't have to be cash. Uh, so the penalty divisor, just, just understand that in Kansas, for every $6,231 in gifts that you made, just take take your gifts divided by 6,231. That number, then, the answer, the number is the number of months Medicaid will not pay for your nursing home care. Once that number is completed, then Medicaid will start paying again. In Missouri, that divisor is 6,122. Uh, so, so that's how you can calculate that. And again, that's getting into the weeds a little bit. I try not to do that too much on the show, especially with numbers. Here's all I have to say. If you think there may be an issue, if you're wanting to, uh, uh, explore asset protection strategies, contact an experienced elder law attorney. I would not try to do this on your own because you're probably going to mess it up. I don't care how smart you are. <laughs> okay. Guess what? Attorneys. Most attorneys don't even touch elder law issues. They refer their clients to an elder law specialist, a, a, an attorney specializing in elder law. I mean, it's, it's really, really, really that important to see a professional and get this done right. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. All right, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but this is a trap that will result in a Medicaid penalty if you don't do this properly. That's why I really wanted to call attention with a consumer alert. How many times have I heard, with people with very good intentions, they're not trying to pull any funny stuff here. Well, my daughter is going to quit her job or my, my granddaughter is going to quit her job and just take care of mom or take care of the grandparents. And then our grandparents are going to pay our, our, our daughter. We'll just say that that's a real common one. The daughter quits work. Uh, the daughter used to make, you know, $50,000 doing, you know, whatever they do. Well, now they, they can't be without an income. And the parents don't want to move to a senior care community. They don't want to stay home. So the daughter's going to be paid to provide their care. Now, that sounds very reasonable. Guess what? Lots of people do this. But here, this is a trap, and you don't even know it. Most people do not know. I would never, ever think of this. So you're paying your loved one, your family member, uh, you know, X dollars a week or a month to, to provide your care. And they're legitimately providing your care, right? So what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that other than 
within the next five years, remember there's a five-year look back. Medicaid's going to look back and they're going to say, oh, well, what, what is this, uh, all of these checks to this person? It says for, for care or, or, you know, what, what is that for? Oh, well, our daughter quit, quit her job. She, and she provided our care. We were able to pay her for her time and her care. Oh, that's great. Is that your daughter? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Well, where's your care contract? And you're like, are what? Well, you need a care contract for that. Well, what do you mean a care contract? My daughter, she quit her job. I mean, we paid her less than she made on her job. She was able to keep us out of a nursing home or assisted living. And uh, so it was a really, really a great deal for, for really for everyone. Well, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, if you didn't have a care contract outlining the services provided and how much you were paying her per hour, and by the way, that amount needs to be at the market rate. It cannot be an inflated amount over the market rate. Otherwise, that differential would be a gift. Uh, but uh, you have to have this all spelled out in a care contract written according to the laws of Kansas or Missouri. It's that specific. Well, well, we don't know anything about that. We just did this and thought it was a good idea. Okay, well, ma'am or sir, without a care contract, every dollar that you paid them is a gift. Well, what do you mean a gift? It's not a gift. They, they provided care for me. It, it doesn't matter. Without a care contract, this is considered a gift. Now, I think that is one of the dumbest things, most ridiculous things I've ever heard of, ever, but it's just how the law is. So here is the consumer alert. If you plan on or if you're going to or if you're currently paying a family member to provide care and you do not have a care contract, run, run, do not walk to a qualified, experienced elder law attorney and have them uh, write a care contract and do this so that every dime that you pay your loved one is not considered a gift. Absolutely do this immediately. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. Then the last thing that I wanted to touch on today, uh, some examples of, of Kansas versus Missouri. I've worked with lots and lots of couples who live in Missouri. They, they live there. They own, they own a home and, uh, and they've lived there maybe even for life. And, uh, here's, here's a big, big, big opportunity. And with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we have worked with elder law firms and we've done this a lot. So here's what you need to know in, in Missouri, the at home, that community spouse, their retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, et cetera, are considered a countable asset and would have to be divided in half. In Kansas, the community spouse's IRAs and 401ks are exempt. So I've worked with couples in Missouri. One of them needs nursing home care. We have chosen a Kansas facility to provide their care. Even though they're from Missouri, the community spouse still lives in Missouri, 
the Kansas rules apply. And in Kansas, the community spouses, IRAs, 401ks, etc., are exempt. I, I, I've had people who said, you know, I worked a long time for that $300,000 and I'm no spring chicken, but I'll drive across the state line to see my husband to save $150,000 uh, because the, it's just a matter of understanding how to use the rules and the laws in your best interest. If you have questions about that, uh, again, again, contact and work with a qualified and experienced elder law attorney. It'll be worth every single penny that you spend. Trust me on that one. All right, to everyone listening, I'm so honored you spent part of your day tuning into this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.